Welcome to the Dive Podcast presented by Willamette Week. I'm your host, Hank Sanders. Join us every Saturday for a deep discussion about the biggest stories of the week. Go behind the scenes with journalists, political figures, and newsmakers to get a unique look at our city. And also, I want to hear from you, the listener. So please send any questions, critiques, or sponsorship inquiries to my email at hsanders at wweek.com. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode of the Dive Podcast. Welcome to episode 37 of the Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Sanders. Thank you so much for joining us today on September 11th, 2021, the 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11. Thank you so much to all of our service members, uh, all of them here and abroad, and all of them who've lost their lives. So thank you so much. It's just a, it's important to commemorate this date every year. So I really appreciate everybody in our armed forces. Um, and all the above, and and of course, all the people who we lost on that day. So very sad. Anyways, we still have an episode to get to you. Uh, Today is our 37th episode of the Dive Podcast. The other day, I had to change the intro music to... Uh, to no longer say that this is a new podcast because we've been doing this for several months now and uh, and we're on episode 37, so we're no longer new. We're here to stay, folks. We really appreciate all of you listening, all of you sharing, all of you reading Willam a Week, all the above. But we have a really good episode to get to you. We have an interview with our arts and culture editor, Suzette Smith. We talked to her about a lot of things, including this year's Fall Arts Guide for Portland. So a lot of interesting things coming up. But first, all the headlines, everything that happened in Portland this week. This is the 90 Second News Flash. Well, folks, if you are a super COVID-conscious person, you may not want to be having too many police officers over to your house. The city of Portland has instituted a vaccination mandate for all city employees except police officers. This comes after a lawyer for the union representing police officers sent a letter to city leaders warning that police would leave in droves if a vaccine mandate was enforced. Let's stay on the topic of police. It has been over six months since Portland police leaked to the Oregonian that City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty was involved in a hit-and-run incident. This proved to be a false claim as the hit-and-run had nothing to do with the Commissioner Hardesty. The president of the the Portland Police Association officer Brian Hunziker resigned from his post and an investigation into the incident was opened. It has been six months since that investigation was opened and still no word on the incident. Willamette Week reporter Tess Risky is reminding us of each passing month and still no word. So an interesting story there. Continue to be watching our countdown as we are tracking this story. Let's stay on the topic of Brian Hunziker. Officer Hunziker resigned from his position as the Portland Police Association president, and the Portland Police Bureau placed him on administrative leave after the debacle with falsely accusing Commissioner Hardesty. Officer Hunziker has kept busy despite the Hardesty accusation. Again, it is impossible to know what role he played in that since the ongoing investigation is going very slowly. But overtime records from the city of Portland's Bureau of Human Resources shows that Hunziker Hunziker worked 11 days of traffic court, earning over $400 of just overtime pay. That's on top of his $48 an hour salary. So an interesting story about how he's still getting paid, still getting work. 
So despite this debacle, and of course the investigation hasn't really finalized yet because it's taking really slowly. So it's a difficult story, but a very interesting one that Willamette Week is tracking more than any other paper. So definitely keep an eye out on that. We will keep you informed on what's going on there. Let's stay on the topic of Joanne Hardesty. Commissioner Hardesty is up for re-election in 22. A man by the name of, let me get this right, Vadim Mazirsky is trying to unseat Commissioner Hardesty. Vadim has a very interesting resume and a very interesting life story. It's worth reading the article that Nigel Jaquist wrote about him as you head to the ballot box and try to decide whether to re-elect Hardesty if she is on your ballot. So... And last but not least, let's stay on the topic of cookies. Uh, sorry, I, I wasn't really talking about cookies at all. That was just trying to continue the train of thought. And also, I'm really hungry. So it is heating up in the grand cookie standoff between Nabisco and its Portland-based factory workers. Nabisco sent out a cease and desist letter to the strikers, claiming the strikers had damaged property that was owned by the company, company property. And then the strikers shot back, claiming that it wasn't company employees who had done this. If anything, if, it, if any property was destroyed, it was just bystanders who were supporting them in Nabisco strike. So that's what they said. So basically, the bottom line is this is super messy, getting a lot messier every single day. We will keep you posted. And by the way, I'm going to get an Oreo before we get to our next interview. But if you didn't notice, this week's news is... Very difficult, very uh, nuanced, and a lot of different moving pieces. It's really worth reading, reading Willamette Week and keeping up to date by reading that. But that is the gist of what has been going on with this week. This has been the 9 Second News Flash. With that, let's roll our interview with arts and culture editor Suzette Smith, who brings us information, takes us behind the scenes of her cover story all about the Fall Arts Guide in Portland. So really interesting. If you're an art, if you're an art fiend, if you like art, these are some of the best art installations, art projects going on in Portland. I asked her to take us behind the scenes on these stories and what goes into this cover story. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Let's play the interview. All of our listeners want to know you're new in this position of being the Willamette Week Arts and Culture Editor. I want to know how has the first few weeks been? How is it different than being a reporter and being a freelance journalist for Willamette Week? What has your experience in your new job been like? Sure. Um, before I was a on the ground reporter, I was the Portland Mercury's uh, arts and culture editor. So I have a pretty ex extensive background um, in this. And I've actually, although this is my first uh, fall arts guide with Willamette Week, I uh, this is my fifth one um, in general. Wow. So, so, uh, so kind of more of the same. I want to know how is the Portland Mercury Mercury fall arts guide different than Willamette Weeks? Oh, hmm. It's hard to say. Um, certainly my work has been changed by spending about a year and a half covering protests. Um, both, both the, the work I did as the arts and culture editor of the Portland Mercury and now as the culture editor of Willamette Week, both of these things are driven by uh, certainly not necessarily my interests, but the things that I think are important on a cultural level, which are sort of choices that are made intellectually and not necessarily from a place of passion. Um, I think it's really important to pay attention to history and the way that that interacts with art. I think it's really important to recognize very successful movements like we see with kickstand comedy, where really, I don't know that anyone thought it was going to work. 
uh, just having comedy shows in the park because the grass is wet and people, uh, you know, were freaked out by COVID, but it turned out that, uh, that, you know, a picnic blanket is a great six foot barrier and just everyone, it, it was really special. I went to some of those and, and the way that people could watch performance again was really, uh, incredible. So it was great to have like a piece like that really start off the guide. Yeah. So tell us about the like behind the scenes, how did you narrow this guide down to just a few uh, of the best of the best? Sure. Um, when we were putting, when I was putting the guide together, it was a time of great flux because I've been putting it together for about a month. And during the last month, there's just been so many different things happening with the Delta variant. Uh, I saw a lot of places beginning to require vaccine proof or proof of a negative test uh, within a recent period of time. And that really, I was really low level uh, anticipating a potential shutdown. So the decision with the guide was to focus on things, you know, outdoors things, remote things. I'm always pretty interested in the way technology has interacted with uh, art before COVID, but since COVID for sure. Um, like the way that artists sort of figured out how to use, how to use technology to still reach audiences is pretty fascinating. Like we'll see with the the frequency piece where the Pickathon, like some of the minds behind Pickathon got together and they were like, Hey, you know, streaming sucks. Like we need a, we need a better app. And certainly like that app is so new. It's like, we couldn't write a review. We could only write a preview, but you know, the minds behind Pickathon gave us Pickathon. So you have to admit, or you have to imagine that they wouldn't be satisfied with something that wasn't like a good, a good app. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah so, so the guide is like things that you could go in so inside to see, but then just a lot of stuff that is like outside because I really can't speak to people's comfort levels and I can't speak to people's vulnerabilities and I can't, I felt like it would be very bold of me to say like, everybody get back inside the theater right now. You know, I wanted to ask you actually about that exact topic. We've read Rachel Monahan's work and her work covering COVID, her cover stories about who isn't getting vaccinated. And there are a lot of Portlanders, you know, she divided it up into crunchy soccer moms who are anti-vaxxers, some right people who uh, are on the right wing who don't like vaccinations in Portland. You know, a lot of the things that you covered are programs that obviously can, like you said, can either be outdoors or online. It does seem like in the arts community, the community they've really embraced doing things in a very COVID safe way for the most part, when you were looking through different companies to, or different products, art products uh, to portray in the fall arts guide, were there any that were just run by anti-vaxxers that were just like, Hey, everyone crowd in, we need to laugh together. We need to have fun and enjoy art together inside F the COVID that's going on, similarly to how we've seen it in other industries or people it's being run by anti-vaxxers, or do you think the art community is a unique position where pretty much everybody's like, Hey, we got to stay safe on this one. If I knew about something like that happening, <laughs> you would have heard about it. <laughs> that's fair. Like that's a, that's a story, man. Um, for the most part, uh, Portland has a arts community that is so uh, interested in it's so 
uh, I think art encourages a level of being conscious, uh, conscious of yourself, conscious of other people. And I mean, Portland's art scene is incredibly uh, thoughtful. And I think that, you know, maybe, yeah, like one of the, one of the scenes in Portland that I think is maybe the most on top of trying to keep its, uh, keep its viewers safe. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I, I can't, no, no, I haven't run into anything like that. Obviously you and I are very different. You've been involved in this, uh, art scene in Portland much longer than I have, obviously, but take me behind the scenes on how you curate this list. Like I wouldn't even know where to start. Do you just rely on your connections that you've made in this world, in this industry for the past decades? Uh, where do I start if I'm just like with a, with a computer, how do I curate my list for fall arts? The best way, in my opinion, to curate, maybe maybe my opinion on this will change, is just listening to people and being excited about art. So I'm perpetually looking at uh, announcements online, at my email, uh, at things people are talking about on social media, and I'm just screen grabbing um, everything that looks even remotely like something we would cover. I'm just screen grabbing it. And then at some point I go in every day and I take and I just look, I just sift through my screen grabs and I, and I write notes to, to what might be something to look into. So I'm mostly just really trying to connect with as many artists and as many producers and as many people making things as possible. And then really trying to see, you know, a lot of people have dreams and you don't know if it's going to get actualized. So I'm trying to find pieces that will definitely be executed and and things that that I think readers would be enjoyed or that they would enjoy or they would be enriched by. That's usually my zone is always be listening, always be watching. I'm just like always looking. Was there an art project that didn't make the list that didn't make the cut in this edition of the fall arts? Yeah, there were there were a few articles that didn't make it through. We wanted to write something about uh, like audio kind of the uh the audiovisual people behind the scenes of like people like Portland Five or like the symphony or like the the opera like those people who are um you know we we were sort of like you know there have to this has to be a wild year for people who who could do that stuff and then like the whole art scene kind of depending on you. So that was just like that fell through with a writer. Um just like sometimes that's why you have to plan a lot so that when stuff falls through, you can, uh, you can bounce back. There were certainly like, uh, this guide is a little bit light on like more established institutions. And that's because the two pieces that I planned about those, those institutions fall through, which is Fair sad. Yeah. My, my four stories. Grateful for the little things I love. Well, folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dive Podcast. For Willamma Week, I'm Hank Sanders. Take care, have fun, stay safe. We'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Dive Podcast, presented by Willamette Week. For more information on this podcast or the biggest stories in Portland, go to wweek.com and follow Willamette Week on all socials. We're doing some really cool things related to the podcast on our Instagram and Twitter. Includes giveaways, behind the scenes, etc. A lot of cool things coming your way, so give those a follow. Special thanks to our guests for joining us, and thank you to Aaron Mesh, Mark Zussman, and Brian Panganibon, as well as the entire Willamette week family last but not least thank you so much to heather witty and ampmusic.co for the music that you hear on this podcast for willamette week i'm hank sanders this has been the dive podcast (laughs) 